0: That's L-T-M-B-I-Y at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find us on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. And welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. Uh, On tonight's episode, on this broadcast, we're going to be speaking about desire. It's part of the What's On My Mind series. This is episode 11, Desire. So join me now as we'll speak about the. Desires of the flesh and the desire of the spirit, which one is which? So, join me now as we discuss desire. And hello, and welcome back to Let This Mind Be in You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo here on another produced uh, video. This is, of course, not live, but uh, thank you for watching this. Whenever it is that it is that you do watch this. Um, and this is part of the series of what's on my mind. This is episode eleven, as you can see by the title of the of the video or the podcast, if you're listening. And uh, the 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 object or the subject of tonight's or today's or whenever it is you're uh, watching or listening, um, this what's on my mind is named desire, and uh, it's just something I've been thinking about as I've been going through uh, a study with a local body of believers here in the book of Galatians. And you'll see why here in a moment that the uh, the thought of desire has been on my mind for um, a few weeks now. And uh, so we're going to look at that. Uh, So first and foremost, let's turn in our Bibles to uh, Psalms chapter 37. Psalms chapter 37 and verse number 4. Get this other thing pulled up here. Psalm chapter 37. And verse number four, and the Bible says here, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Um, That's a relatively uh, famous verse. Uh, If you've ever heard that verse before, it it sounds great, doesn't it? It's like, uh, okay, uh, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Sounds very name it and claim it, doesn't it? Uh, This is like, hey, I want the desires of my heart. Uh, You know, all I have to do is ask for them and Boy, I just need to claim them and, and think about them and and really focus in on them, and I can get to the desires of mine heart. But that's not what the Bible says there, is it? Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Here's another uh, passage in, in the book of Psalm. Uh, let's see. Let's look at Psalm 145. Psalms 145. Psalm 145 in verse number 15 down through 19. The Bible says here, The eyes of all wait upon thee, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thine hand, and satisfieth the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, and holy in all his works. And the the Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry, and will save them. So again, it sounds really, really good, doesn't it? Uh, the desires of our heart—you know, that everything that we want, the desire—he's going to give it to us. You know, in due season, uh, he desire, he satisfied the desire of every living thing. Sounds great. So we're going to talk a little bit about desire. So first and foremost, um, you know, the Bible does define the term desire in many times, uh, but here's the uh, the connotation of the word, <clears throat> where it's more than just a want. A desire is is a uh, more passionate uh, seeking after of something. is It has a uh, more force behind it, I guess you would say. And uh, I looked this up in the Webster's uh, 1828, and it says a desire, an emotion or excitement of the mind directed to the attainment or possession of an object from which pleasure, sensual, intellectual, or spiritual is expected. And uh, I think it's very interesting that Uh, Of course, let this mind be in you is the name of the broadcast based off of Philippians 2, 5. You know, the the name of the ministries here and all this other kind of things uh, goes off of that that verse, let this mind be in you. But in that subject or that definition, it's not talking about his mind. It's talking about our mind and the desires. You know, when our mind is wanting what we want, and uh, we'll look at that a little bit in this study as well as his desire, his mind. And uh, we'll look at that. So first and foremost, let's look at the desire of the flesh. Let's look at some of the desires of the flesh. Uh, like I said, I've been going through the book of Galatians and uh, with this local body here. And um, if you turn to Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 19, we're going to look at some of the desires, the uh, manifestation or the showing of the, the desire of the flesh. What What is that? So we see these desires of the flesh, this, this fleshly desire, this seeking after passionately after the things of our own mind, the desires of our mind. And uh, the the, re, the verse that really got me going on this was Galatians chapter four in verse number nine. and we'll we'll, um, we'll turn back just one page and, and go after that. In this passage, Paul is speaking to individuals that are saved. Uh, he even calls them brethren and and right here in verse number eight especially it says, "Howbeit then when ye knew not God, ye did service unto them which are by nature no, are no gods. But now. So there's a change that's happened after that ye have known God and there's almost like this kind of a pause in Paul's writing you know as he's inspired by the Holy Spirit and says, or rather are known of God. So these are saved individuals. How turn ye again to the weak and beggarly elements? whereunto ye desire again to be in bondage. And I thought that was such a, it struck me so much that that is how much our flesh wants to seek after the world. The things of the flesh, those things that we just got done reading there in Galatians chapter 5, and just how, how crazy that is to think about but yet this flesh hasn't been redeemed yet. We still struggle against it. When we want the desires of our own mind as opposed to what he wants for us, we don't surrender our will on a day-to-day basis. Die to self, we go after those things, and we desire after those things that are weak and beggarly elements. And then I thought about the the term safe space. You know, you hear that so often in, uh, in the modern vernacular, safe space. And truly, folks, it is our safe space. Our flesh is safe space, the thing, that, the, the thing that it desires more than anything, its comfortableness, it's where it longs and desires to be is in the things of the flesh. Those things that we just read, that's what it desires after. Like a safe space. You're changed. You're bought with a price. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus, but yet your flesh still desires after those things. We have to be very mindful of that. Turn down to uh, verse number 20 of the same chapter, Galatians chapter 4 and verse 20. Uh, Let's start reading. Well, let's start reading verse number 19. It says, My little children of whom I travail in birth, again, until Christ be formed in you. I desire to be present with you now and to change my voice, for I stand in doubt of you. So once again, this uh, because of their reaction, how they're going after these things of the flesh, they're being influenced by these people wanting to bring them back into bondage. He had that desire to be there to correct them. And we'll look a little bit about that here in a moment. But let's look over at Galatians chapter 6. We'll use that verse again, uh, Galatians 4 and verse 19 and 20 again here in a moment. But look at Galatians chapter 6 and verse number 12 through 13. It says, As many as desire to make a fair show in the flesh, they constrain you to be circumcised, only lest they should suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. For neither they themselves who are circumcised keep the law, but desire to have you circumcised that they may glory in your flesh, the physicalness of it. And, you know, Obviously, circumcision is a physical thing, but we're not circumcised with hands. Circumcised with things made without hands, the Bible says. We, we aren't circumcised physically in our flesh as that's the sign. But this is what they were trying to bring them back into bondage of, this physical, like, I can see that physically on you, as opposed to the spiritual circumcision where Christ circumcised us. He cuts away the old man and makes us a new creature in him but yet that's the desire of folks isn't it even saved individuals potentially that want to bring people into bondage under these rules and regulations of i want to see these things i want to see these check marks in the box and then i want to bring you back under or else you really i don't know you're not saved let's be careful very careful about trying to be, bring people back into bondage. Live circumspectly, and we're going to look at that desire to be holy because you are in Christ. You're, you're going to have that desire if you're living in the Spirit. Once again, I'm getting ahead of myself, but again, those are the desires of the flesh. Bring people back into bondage. Ephesians chapter 2. Just a couple pages over here. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 2 says, Wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we had all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. There it is again. And whereby nature the children of wrath, even as others, we still have that mind, folks that fleshly mind it's still there that is why we need to let this mind be in you the mind of Christ because that mind of ours is still there that flesh is still struggling against us its desire remembers for that safe space look at second corinthians chapter 11 second corinthians chapter 11 in verse number 12 through 15 if you're taking notes, you can write all these down. And um, if you can't turn to them right away, you can go back later on. But it's 2nd Corinthians chapter 11, verse 12, down through verse 15. Where the Bible says here, but what I do, that I will do, that I may cut off occasion from them which desire occasion, that wherein they glory, they may be found even as we. For such are false prophets... Deceitful workers transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing, and his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Once again, be very careful of those preaching this works, that that is somehow your righteousness, and very much focused in on these works, because they've transformed themselves, they're looking for their own glory. They, they want the things desire the things of the flesh, the recognition. then wow, man, he's so holy and man he's, he just he's got it all figured out and and he's preaching up there, and let's be very careful about that because it's not going to be easy to spot. Because in our flesh, we can get all worked up. We can see things that we want to see. That's why you need to live according to the Spirit. So you can mark those things and avoid those ministers of Satan. That's what they are, false apostles, deceitful workers. And you can see many examples of people having a desire for the wrong thing, even during Jesus' earthly ministry. Think about Mark chapter 9, and verse number 35. We'll turn over there just real quick. Mark chapter 9 and verse number 35, the desires of the flesh here. Watch how they manifest themselves among his his own disciples, even. And he sat down and called the twelve and saith unto them, If any man desired to be first, the same shall be last of all and servant of all. Now I wonder why Jesus had to say that to his twelve apostles there. His twelve disciples were always asking him about the, you know, the earthly kingdom and how where they're going to be in the in the positions at. Same thing over in Mark chapter 10, and verse number 35. Very interesting that Jesus tells them about this, and then in Mark chapter 10, not that long later, in verse number 35, And James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came unto him, saying, Master, we would that thou shouldest do for us whatsoever we shall desire. And he said unto them, What would ye that I should do for you? Obviously, Jesus already knew what they wanted, but he wanted them to say it out loud they said unto him, grant unto us that we may sit one on thy right hand and the other on thy left hand in thy glory. And of course, Jesus had to rebuke them. See, once again, they were trying to get desires of their own flesh to be seen. Oh, look, look who's on the right hand of Jesus and in his in his majesty and his glory. Hmm. We can be, we can get like that, can't we? Now, obviously in In context, we know this is speaking about the earthly kingdom that was to come, but that's for a different subject, for a different episode, for a different video. Look at Luke chapter 20. Let's look at some of the religious leaders of the day. Luke chapter 20 and verse number 46. Beware of the scribes which desire to walk in long robes and love greetings in the markets. Hey, brother... Priest, so and so. Hey, pastor, so and so. Hmm. They love those greetings in the markets and the highest seats in the synagogues. You know, here, you know, right up here, the beginning of the table, the first, you know, the parking spot, you know, whatever. Let's be very careful, folks. And the chief rooms at feasts, which devour widows' houses and for a show make long prayers, the same shall receive greater damnation those false apostles, those false uh, preachers. Let's be very wary of those, shall we not? Boy, isn't this all coming together. We can see the desire of man is to have that. Even among saved individuals, this desire could pop out, desiring for their own glory. These are all works of the flesh. And finally, James chapter 4. We're looking at things of the flesh here. And once again, I understand dispensations, and I know um, the book of James is speaking to uh, Hebrews and uh, Jews that are scattered abroad, 12 tribes, but let's look at some um, instruction in righteousness here in James chapter 4 and verse number 2. Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain, ye fight in war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Now, again, this is prophecy, but at the same time, that's the desire of our flesh, right? We will war. We will literally go to war for things that we want. Now, that might not be a physical nation-against-nation kind of war, but in our day-to-day life, man, we'll go to war over it. We'll come to blows. Let's be careful. And now let's look at the desire of the Spirit, shall we? I don't want to leave everything on this, on the, but I do want to point out the, the things of the flesh here, the desire that safe space, so you can recognize that within yourself, and I recognize it within myself all the time. We can see that. Oops, Mm, that's a desire. Is that a desire of the spirit of the flesh? It's good to know those things. The Bible does bring those out. Let's look at the desire of the spirit. Turn to Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 22. Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 22. Just got done mentioning the lust of the flesh, you know, the, uh, the, the desires of the flesh. But let's look now in verse number 22 of Galatians 5 where it says, but the fruit of the Spirit. These may not be even things that you can see with your physical eye. But don't we desire, isn't that our safe space as well to see things manifested physically where we can see them? Oh, yeah, okay. It's not always going to be so. We need to desire the fruits of the Spirit says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, things that may not be seen with the human eye, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. Let's be careful. And that's the, that's the fruits of the Spirit. These are the desire things that we should be desiring after, should be going after, but our flesh is going to war and battle us all the time because it doesn't want those things. But if you walk after the Spirit, if you live in the Spirit, but let's also walk in the Spirit, and those things will make manifest. They will come out naturally if we understand who we are in Christ and who does the work. Surrender to his spirit. So, here's some of the things that maybe I just wrote a few things down that maybe we might desire. Desire to see people saved. Romans 10 and verse number one, we see Paul there desiring that his brethren in the flesh, you know, the Jewish people, would be saved. He even said that it, just like Moses said, he would be accursed. He had that same desire. Do we have that desire? Is that, is that manifesting in our life? And if it's not, is it because we want to go in our comfort zone, and our safe space, and feed our flesh? Ooh, I, don't, I, don't, I shouldn't. If I say something right now, if I speak up, if I use the word of God right now, and say something, ooh, it may, it, oh, I don't know. Hmm. How about this one? The desire to be together as the local body of believers. The desire to gather together. These are one of the fruits of the Spirit. It really is. The desire for that, you can find that in multiple places. Let's look at Romans 15, verse 23. Every time we see Paul here as our ensample, remember, Paul is our example. Follow him as we're as he follows Christ. So Romans chapter 15 and verse number 23. I hope you've stuck with me this far. But now having no more place in these parts and having a great desire these many years to come unto you, his desire was to see these brethren, to be around them. It didn't always happen, but that was the desire of his heart. If you're not finding that desire in your heart to be gathering together with a local body, people that you can actually physically help and see and, you know, work out with each other and hold each other accountable and exhort and strengthen and edify these brethren and sisters in Christ, if that isn't a desire, ask yourself, is that of the flesh or of the spirit? I just ask a simple question. Okay, Answer it to yourself. Let the word of God show you and cut away you. Die to self. I know all the excuses out there too. I really do. I know how easy it is to fall into that because it's a safe space. Just to be by yourself. I would warn against that, brethren, because the desire of born-again believers is to be around other born-again believers. It really is. Why would you not desire being around other believers in Christ? Well, there's none around me. Uh, I would hesitate to say none. There's got to be some. If God has placed you in a certain area, there's got to be some. Be looking for them. Desire that. Look at uh, Galatians chapter 4 and verse number 19. Again, we were just over there, but Galatians chapter 4 and verse number 19, I said we'd bring this back up. It says, My little children of whom I travail in birth again unto Christ be formed in you, I desire to be present with you now and to change my voice, for I stand in doubt of you. Even if th- it's uncomfortable, being around each other and exhorting each other in the word of God. Even if we have to say, well, look, brother, according to the scriptures here, we that's the desire to be around each other, not to break somebody down, but to be a help to them. That better be a desire of your heart. If you desire to just cut on somebody out of your own self, that's a, that is a fleshly desire. And again, we're talking about desire. Let's look at Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1, verse number 21 through 26. Again, looking at the desires, these, these manifestations of the desire to follow after the fruits of the Spirit. Because in verse number 11, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. Down in verse number 21, though, it says, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And here it is. But if I live in the flesh, that this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose I want not. And look at the look at the uh, the struggle that Paul's having in this instance. This is very interesting. For I'm in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart. And he doesn't mean like to the next uh, town over. He means to depart his body, and to be the groanings to be over, and him for him to be present with the Lord. And it says, and to be with Christ, which is far better. Amen to that, obviously. But keep reading. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you, and having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your furtherance and joy of faith, that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ for me by the coming to you again. We should be rejoicing coming together because that is the needful thing for us. Is it better to be departed? Yes, for me to live as Christ, to die is definitely gain. It's far better. However, Christ has left you here for a purpose. And it's not to be by yourself. 1 Thessalonians chapter two. 1 Thessalonians chapter two. And uh, by the way, brethren, if you're watching this and you're getting upset, and you want to address these issues with me biblically, I'm wall ears. But I'm I'm bringing you the scripture as Paul is our example of what the desires of the of the Spirit would be. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse number 17. But we, brethren, being taken from you for a short time in present, not in heart, endeavored the more abundantly to see your face with great desire. Look at that desire that Paul had. Hey, I'm being hindered. Even right here, it's like Satan's hindering him. But his desire is to be back around brethren. And remember, Paul, the majority of time, was... Accompanied by other brethren in Christ, most of the time, even in prison, Paul and Silas in jail together. But that does, should be a desire. And once again, if it's not a desire of you, just ask yourself the question: I wonder why. What what is that? What is uh, what is my biblical purpose for not desiring to be together with other believers? And I don't mean online. Second Corinthians chapter seven. There's purposes behind this as we gather together, um, and obviously the church in Corinth was having all sorts of problems. This is the second letter, and we're just talking about godly sorrow, and says and not by his coming only, but by a consolation wherewith he was comforted in you. When he told us your earnest desire, your mourning, your fervent mind toward me, so that I rejoice the more. Paul is talking about that they repented of all these things he wrote about them in the first letter and uh, told them about. Now I'd rejoice, not that ye were made sorry, but that ye sorrowed to repentance. For ye were made sorry after a godly manner, that ye might receive damage by us in nothing. And then once it goes on, for godly sorrow worketh repentance to do salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. If you are a natural man, if you don't ever come to that moment of repentance, changing of that mind, which leads to a change of attitude towards sin, uh, if you never come to that, that worketh death. You can be sorry all you want. It's kind of like the, the person that gets caught, you know, they're sorry because they don't want to go to prison but they're not sorry for their actions. They're not repentant of their actions. You let them out of prison, they go right back to going to do that stuff. They never repented of those things, whether they mit- said that they repented of them or not. It's going to bear out in some sort of an action. They change life. Well, what if there's no changed life whatsoever? I'm not me, it's not for me to judge, but at the same time, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. The Bible is very clear about those things. But when we come together, we can hold each other accountable for these things. If I never see you face-to-face, I cannot do that thing. We can have fellowship. We can have friendship even. We can talk to each other online over Skype or anything like that. But it's nothing like what we should be desiring at the local level. We desire after these fruits of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And verse number 13, and then we'll read down to uh, 14 in verse number 1. It says, And now by faith, hope, charity, these three. These are the fruits of the Spirit, but the greatest of these is charity. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. Again, desiring these spiritual gifts aren't to glorify in yourself, but to edify this body. So it goes back to the last point as well. But these are the desires that we should be having, desires of the Spirit. And after the fruits of the spirit, for a little bit of sake of time, I'll give you some of the verses here. Second Corinthians chapter seven nine through sixteen, Second Corinthians twelve and verse number six, Ephesians chapter three and verse number thirteen. Let's turn to those. Ephesians chapter three. How we ought to act, so the Ephesians is chock full of it, as far as within our local uh, assemblies. But Ephesians chapter three and verse number thirteen says here, wherefore I desire that ye faint not in my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And in this instance, Paul is just talking about the this desire of their heart, the, the, um, the desire he had for them is that they don't faint, be not weary in well-doing. They kept, keep going and seeking after these desires. He's encouraging them. That's another spru- uh, fruit of the Spirit. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 17 and 18. Ephesians 4, verses 17 through 18. I'm sorry, Philippians chapter 4, verses 17 through 18, where it says here, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit. There is a fruit to the Spirit that may abound to your account. But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor, a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. In this instance, this is the... The gift that was given to, you know, be able to help out those uh, people that were uh, in need. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. They gave out of their poverty, and um, Paul was commending them on that. That's a fruit of the Spirit. That's desiring after those fruits of the Spirit. And finally, Colossians chapter 1, verse number 9. For this cause also, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and desire that you might be filled filled with the spirit, with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That should be a desire for his will, not our own, his. Desire after the eternal, you can find that as they desire a heavenly country. Again, I understand dispensationally the book of Hebrews, but Hebrews chapter 11, verse 16, they desire, they seek after a heavenly country. They're seeking after the the eternal, or excuse me, the eternal. Desire the word. 1 Peter 2, 2, babes desire the sincere milk of the word, so should we, or milk, babies, you know, in, in general, desire milk. We should be desiring after the word of God as a babe. Now, obviously, as you grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, there is more meat that can be consumed, you know. But the desire should be for the sincere milk of the word. Uh, My brother Aaron just gave me a um, recent example of somebody reading the Bible that got saved, and they started reading the Bible really for the first time and how precious it was to see that. That's because that's a babe in Christ desiring after the sincere milk of the word. Don't ever lose that desire. You know, I'm going to get into the deep things of God. Okay. Okay. Let's start with the you should be desiring after the sincere milk of the word, the simplicity of the gospel follow the word in it alone. Let's, let's seek after that. Let's desire that. And, and even after we grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, there might be a desire for the office of a bishop or a, or a deacon within a local body. That could, that could arise. That's a good thing. But that's at the working after the end, you know, the ends of your conversation. People around you can really confirm in you that you have been walking according to the spirit. And so that desire is not a man-made desire where it's like, I desire to be seen of men, stand in front of everybody so everybody can look at me, but instead to be a help, a true office of a bishop, office of a deacon, because you're seeking after the fruits of the spirit, which is a desire after his will, as opposed to our desire, which is our safe space of our flesh. And that's it, Desire, episode 11 of What's On My Mind. I thank you for joining me, Uh, if you like this video and uh, go back and look at the others in the series of What's On My Mind. And also please, if you would, share this page. Whatever uh, platform you're watching or listening on, please share it, tell all your friends and I would greatly appreciate it. Give it a like, give it a subscription. And like I said, share it with as many people as you can on your own personal page or whatever you have the ability to do, even in spite of the word of mouth, I would appreciate it very greatly. All right, God bless you. I hope this has been a help to you. And my desire has been for it to be a help to you. I love you in the Lord. God bless you. And I'll see you again next time on Let This Mind Be In You. Bye for now.